Hello and welcome back to Watchworthy. I'm your co-host, Miss Chris D. It's your boy, Brother Ash. And we are back with a true crime documentary. Today we're talking about the 2024 Netflix documentary, Lover Soccer Killer. And this was just something that we were curious about since it was number one on Netflix. You know, we spent a lot of time on Netflix. Um, and also, you know, the poster, it looked like a creepy, mysterious stalker guy. So we were intrigued. We like yeah. true crime. We wanted to do a, a real a real true crime one. I feel like it's been a few weeks since we did one. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, this one was really interesting. It was a real life story, predominantly about this guy named Dave. So Dave was in the documentary as well as his baby mama, Amy. Um, and then a woman he dated named Carrie. Carrie is no longer with us, spoiler alert. So her mother, Nancy, was in the documentary. But this documentary was composed of a lot of reenactments. So if you're not a reenactment kind of person, they definitely had actors playing all the characters. And then there were some police interview tapes as well as some courtroom footage involved. So it was a classic, like, yeah, true crime doc. I love reenactment documentaries. You really? I don't yeah, know, I like babe. them. I like them. Because if you do it right, it, it just gives the, the watcher, like, a... A hands-on kind of like yeah. feel of what was going on throughout the whole case. So, yeah. Well, while you guys watch, we want to ask you the question: What would have tipped you off about Liz? And I'm not going to tell you any more besides that question. So just listen as we tell you this crazy case called Lover Stalker Killer. Y'all ready? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna just preface this by saying if you. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have the online date anymore, but if you was worried about online dating, definitely, you know, don't let this discourage you, but mm. <laughs> just keep <laughs> keep your eyes open. So, yeah. boom, we're going to start out with our boy Dave. Dave Krupa is a mechanic, uh, a guy that works with his hands. He always said that he just liked turning the wrench, um, who met his baby mom, Amy, and had a pretty good life at first. You know, they kind of felt like it was a perfect marriage, but... Uh, you know, they were raising their two kids together and Dave, you know, working. I think one of them worked nights and one of them worked uh, the day. Yeah. So they just didn't really have a lot of time to spend each other uh, with each other. So they started to grow apart. Um, so eventually she left with the kids um, and moved to uh, Omaha. So Dave being like a good dad, he's like, you know, I don't want to be too far away from my kids. So if y'all move, like even though we're not together, I'm going to relocate as well. Just so I can be able to, you know, be a part of my kids life. But I have to say a red flag on Omaha, Nebraska. Who's moving to Omaha? Like he that was a dedicated father because ain't shit out in Omaha. I don't think they were too far. So like that's just you know, it's so crazy how like us being from Jersey, like we just like have a certain idea of how it is like in Nebraska. True. You feel me? But like that's just regular life to them. So yeah. Omaha in many ways was the big city because they had like a downtown <laughs> Omaha, like, but we from the East Coast, so ain't nobody yeah. trying to hear none of that. So, um, now it's 2012, and Dave is a 35-year-old bachelor. Not bad. Still hope for him. Uh, and <laughs> so, he goes on a website called Plenty of Fish. Yeah. So, that's a red flag. Red flag. So, is it because we know that your own cousin, he found love on there? No. It's only a red flag because of, like, what ended up happening. Um, but the reason why I'm putting a red flag there <laughs> is because... And I don't want people to, like, think we're against... Uh, online dating but yeah. you just got to be careful and watching this documentary really really kind of like put it into my head like you really really got to be careful on these dating websites so yeah. um so he's on plenty of fish trying to find a perfect mate for him um and a few days later he matches with liz she had a cleaning company she loved animals and they both had kids and they both were lonely so he's like all right cool like this is this is nice this might be a potential match for me well it was so he was excited about it 
Um, but I think it's important to note that he was not looking for anything serious. No, no, He made that no. very clear. Yeah. And he made that clear. So he said uh, to Liz that, you know, he wasn't looking for nothing serious. She was really smiley, energetic, full of life, like life of the party type of girl. Um, and their time together was mostly spent like downtown at the bars. <laughs> Red flag on Red that. Red flag on that. <laughs> because if you're just spending time going out to the bars with somebody, then you both should know what it is, right? Like. Yeah, and you know, it definitely was like hooking up that they were doing. Like he, you know, he kind of said that he wasn't trying to get tied. He said, I will not be tied down. Yeah. Um, so a bachelor, but not looking for the one. He's looking for like, you know. Somebody to kick it with. Somebody, yeah, somebody to have fun with. Because I guess, you know, he probably, maybe he still had feelings for the baby mom and he, maybe he wasn't ready for that yet. Yeah. He didn't and say you're that. He's 35, but, like, yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking like he didn't say that, but one could kind of, you know, put two and two together. So it was a perfect situation ship for Dave. Um, at that point in his life, he made it clear to Liz that, like, you know, he wouldn't be tied down. So yeah. he meets another girl named Carrie because he's not getting tied he's, down. He's playing the field. He's playing so, the field. So uh, she was a customer, you know, because he was a mechanic. So she pulled up to the shop one day. Uh, typical, you know, like, hey, I got some questions about my car. I think he was the manager. So he spoke to her and he said it was 100% like professional. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he didn't you know, try to push up on her or nothing like that because he was working. But he did say, like, he was kind of taken away by her beauty and just her overall, like, aura when, you know, when the first so time he met So he was checking her. for Carrie more than Liz. Yeah. Mm. So, um, Carrie, like, she was local. She had a son, um, and she had a career with computers. Dave said that she was low-key and out of his league. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something about a girl being out of your league, you know what I'm saying, that makes you want to pursue her a little bit more than the girl that, like, you know... It's going to come whenever you call. Yeah, Liz like, was definitely the one who was just there to grab drinks whenever he needed facts. her. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. When I first saw Miss Chris D's Instagram page, I'm like, she looked all like, you know, all her pictures all perfect, like a little influencer, had the pretty smile. I'm like, man, I hope I hope she don't mind, you know, brother sliding <laughs> that DM. But, you know, I, I feel where Dave is coming from. Yeah. So after one date with Carrie, they went back to Dave's place. And the next thing you know, Liz pulls up. Red flag. Red flag. <laughs> Red flag. Liz gonna hit my boy with the, uh, yeah, I left something at your apartment, and you just so happen to realize she this? She lying like shit. The and- day I bring a baddie home? <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, how did, she, how did she even know that he was on a date? Like, red flag. Red flag yeah. on it. Let me... There's going to be a lot of red flags on this episode. Here yeah. we are, barely through the first part, and it's already, what, four or five? I, so- I just can't <laughs> believe that she showed up to his door cock-blocking like that. Like, that's really what it was. Really super cock-blocking. Yeah. But it didn't even work. It didn't even work. So after that, obviously, Carrie left. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because she, you know, felt the vibe. And, like, you know, Dave had to go upstairs and explain to her what happened. And he was honest. Right. So Carrie left, um, but then she texts Dave, like, hey, like, I'm already halfway to my apartment, so you might as well just come meet me at, um, you know, where, where I live. So Dave then goes over to her house, uh, which is, isn't too far, um, and then they set straight that they're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but they are going to enjoy each other's company. Yeah. Uh, but Carrie worked close to Dave's place, so she was commuting from her house in Iowa to where Dave was at, which I guess isn't that far apart. Yeah, I learned in this documentary that Iowa's next to Nebraska. Who yeah. knew? <laughs> so she started, uh, we from Jersey, yo. All of that is yeah, just Yeah, I need land. to brush up on my ge- <laughs> it's just geography. Land to us. But it, it worked for them because she's yeah. like, all right, I'll go to work. And instead of having to come all the way home, I'll just hang out with you for a little bit. So Right. I think she even, Carrie, at this point, told her, her family, like, I'm talking to this guy and I'll be hanging yeah. out at his house a little I, bit. I got a friend that, yeah. you know, I hang out with. 
So one day, Dave goes to work at 6 a.m. He's a mechanic, so that's bright and early. And he leaves Carrie at his place. So like we said, it's only been a couple weeks, and they're enjoying each other's company. And Hold on, hold on, hold on. Red flag? Red flag. I don't know if you're staying at my place. Two weeks in? While I'm at work. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Well, Two like, weeks in, though. Like you said, maybe they just got so comfortable, and yeah, yeah it is pretty As early. a dude, it'd be awkward, because you don't ever want to, like, kick a girl out of your place, because she automatically going to think you like a mean um, <laughs> dude, but, like, it'd be weird, like, you try to leave, like, so I'm going to I'm going to, to work. work. Where are you going? Got any plans today? <laughs> like, but I, maybe they really hit it off, but two weeks yeah. is too early for me to you be at the crib while I'm not there. I, I would agree. So, that, the next part is really going to surprise y'all then, because around 10 a.m. into his shift... He gets a text from Carrie talking about, I think we should move in together. Red flag. Red flag. Honestly, if we go back to the <laughs> earlier question about like, when did we know something was off? That really was a red flag to me. Because I'm like, he said that she was this woman who was out of her, out of his league, put together, yeah. had a good career, had a good life. So why would you be so pressed to move in? No shade. Dave was a nice guy. But yeah, like, yeah. why are you so pressed to move in so early? That just seemed out of character and for her. And mechanics make good money. Yeah. You know, he, you know, he had the, the kids already with uh, with his, you know, baby mom. Amy. Yeah. But, you know, single man by himself. I'm sure he was a catch him anyways. But that what that threw both of us off. It like, was what very weird. And so he literally just responded like, nah, chill. It's only been two weeks. Like he's, we talked about this. Yeah, he no, said like, like we talked about this. No, and so then after that, he starts receiving a barrage of angry texts from Carrie, and so that was a red flag to me because I'm like, again, you've only been talking for two weeks. Maybe okay, maybe she could have texted him asking to move in, but then if he said no, for you to start popping off like that, that was just very weird. Mm. So after that, Dave goes home for lunch the same day. And Carrie and all her belongings are gone. So as a viewer, I just thought, well, damn, I guess it didn't work out for him, you know? And that's what Dave thought, too. He just said, okay, guess she broke up with me. Guess she wasn't happy yeah. by that. So he moved on like nothing happened. He was bummed. Yeah, he, he actually yeah. was pretty sad because she was a nice girl. And so he didn't hear from Carrie for a couple days. Then out of the blue, he starts getting more angry texts from Carrie that get more rude and more threatening. Yeah. So again, all of this over one text about I'm not letting you move in, like that just yeah. seemed like too much. So Carrie's mom, this is where the crime starts to come in. Carrie's mom couldn't get through to her either. She wasn't getting a response. She was calling her. She wasn't answering for a couple days. So as a good mother does, Nancy reports Carrie missing. Sheriffs pay Dave a visit. Like, okay, you're going to look like suspect number one. Of course. This girl's missing. Yeah. You were supposed to be her boyfriend. Where's she at? So sheriffs come by. Dave's like, hey, I haven't seen her in days. Here's the evidence to prove it. Mm -hmm. She sent me all these crazy text messages. They look at the text. They think, okay, this is just a breakup gone yeah, bad. Yeah. Nothing crazy here. Another crazy internet dating yeah. <laughs> debacle. And, and that's the thing, right? I mean, all of this is just from somebody you only met like a month ago. Yeah. So Dave didn't see Liz in a while either. And so she shows up at his place. With Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, I skipped ahead because also I want to talk about uh, Carrie's mother for a second, Nancy. Mm -hmm. We have this going on with Dave, Liz, and Carrie over here. But then we just have a mother over here who thinks her daughter is missing. Like, that's all she cares about. Because and, yeah. well, it's kind of like she hasn't seen her or really even heard from her 
but still getting messages? Yes, that's the part I accidentally skipped because so, Nancy got a Facebook message from Carrie and a text on Mother's Day. So it's like you are reaching out, but you're not being yourself. Yeah. She's giving her these one-word responses, and they were starting to get a little nastier and meaner. And that was a red flag, red flag. for me because... As a parent, like, you know when something's off with your child, but to be given one-word responses to your mom and then just a text on Mother's Day, yeah, you know, people have different relationships with their mom. But they were but like, close. Yeah, yeah, they were close, so I would think you would at least call. You know, That was a red flag for me, so, like, Definitely. I'm going to just let y'all know, your boy, Brother Ash, was a detective in the past <laughs> life. Yes. Because I'm talking, like, five to ten minutes into the documentary, yeah. I solved the whole fucking shit. So well, I think I think early <laughs> on in the documentary, when they said like, "Oh, Liz liked Dave more than she liked her," then uh -huh. it it clicked in my head like, "Okay, something's going on here." But first, nobody wants to believe the worst. At nobody, first, the yeah. math just wasn't math, and the way shit was getting broke down, you like, what is going on? Yeah, Carrie was just moving too weird for for it to be Carrie. So, you know, Dave hasn't seen Liz in a while either. And then out of the blue, she pops up by his place with her car has been keyed. And she's talking about it must have been Carrie. Okay. Why would, why would Carrie be doing all this to you, Liz, when y'all only saw each other that one time at yeah. my apartment? Yeah. Ran into each other for three seconds. Literally, he said they made eye contact for three seconds. It wasn't even, oh, you fucking my man, that type yeah. of thing. It was like a quick little, hmm. Well, awkward, and so you know. from there, Liz <laughs> is saying that Carrie is sending her harassing text messages and emails and keying her car. And we're like, okay, that sounds crazy. So then Dave starts getting texts from different numbers. Now it's like spam. He's getting yeah. all these texts and emails, but it's all the same verbiage. So he knew it was all the same person. And he's presuming that it's Carrie. It's, it's really threatening, y'all. It's yeah. like, I'm going to kill you. And, and how dare you? You ruined my life. And I'm just sitting here to Brother Ash like, Ruined your life over what? Crazy. Because you, you wouldn't let, he wouldn't let her move in? Nobody I'll, nobody got no money stole from right. them. Nobody fucking uh Nobody got, fucked your man no, like Yeah, like nothing crazy. Nobody ended up getting knocked up. It was just casual hooking up and dating and and drinking at bars with yeah. these women and like hanging out at their apartments. So I'm like, what where is all of this coming from? My boy Dave must have been putting it <laughs> down. <laughs> Yo. Listen, and if anybody's curious, I mean, go watch the documentary, but these are white people we're talking about. So Dave, you know, he was just a regular white guy with a beard, like nothing crazy. So I don't know why these ladies was fighting over him. But <laughs> so, you know, Carrie claims now it's, it's escalating. She claims that she's stalking Dave now. Mm. And she even makes up a lie about moving into an apartment nearby, so I'm watching you. So Dave literally takes the address and goes searching around the neighborhood for the address, come to find out it was a fake address, of course. So she's just doing all these things to kind of get in his head and mess with his head. So it's starting to worry Dave a little bit, because he's yeah. like, dang, like, haven't even seen you. Are you blowing up my phone like this? This shit is escalating, because yeah. at this point, all, like, arrows are pointing towards Carrie. Because I think they even mentioned something about like her being like bipolar oh, or yeah, something. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they tried to paint a picture that she just went crazy and disappeared and just started spending all of her time... Yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, stalking this man. So things escalate when Carrie texts Dave pics of Liz's house, where apparently she has spray-painted the word whore on the walls. So that's where Dave is like, all right, this has gone too far now. Come on now. And he's still thinking it's Carrie because you're sending me pictures from Liz's house, right? And Liz is crying 
crying over here like, oh my God, I'm, I can't believe she's doing this to me. So I'm trying to think of her brain. Red flag. Like, did you think that that was going to make Dave falling back into your arms? Like, I don't know. But whatever. Y'all could probably see where this is going, right? <laughs> so then Carrie proceeds to smash Dave's apartment window and cut up Liz's clothes, like in a threatening way, cut his clothes, cut her clothes up, spread them out in Dave's apartment. So you're getting text messages and pictures from somebody saying, I'm standing in your apartment. Uh, now I'm here. Now I'm there. It's starting to mess with your brain. Even Dave's baby mom, Amy, was like, nah, Dave, you got too much drama going on over there. So I don't yeah. want my kids there. She pulled the kids. Like she said, if you want to see your kids, like you have to come here. But even if at this point, as a father, I'd be like, well, shit whoever's doing this is following me. Yeah. So if I do go to my kid's uh, baby, you know, my baby mom house, she might follow me there. Yeah, so, so it, was, it was a bad situation. And so Dave talked about, you know, the stalking aspect of this case and how when you're getting stalked, I never really had a stalker situation. I don't know about you. I did have one no. guy that gave me the creeps before, but... And, and even that, you know, you, you don't know, like, are they going to pop up where I'm at? And, 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 you know, it ruins your life. And so Dave had that paranoia. It almost led him to a mental breakdown and he started drinking, y'all. So it, it got pretty serious, all from just chatting with somebody online. And red flag, because if I was Dave, I would have started popping my shit. And I don't know if he, <laughs> I don't know if he did and they just didn't mention it in the documentary, but I would have been texting back like, no, yeah. you crazy psycho bitch. <laughs> If you fuck, I'm staying in my apartment all day. If you break my window, I'll be waiting here with a fucking shotgun. Stop <laughs> no, playing with me. I definitely would have did the same. Like, oh, I'm watching you. I'm going to kill you. I would have been, come do it. I was like, bitch, I'm watching you. Come do it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You're not about to stop me from living my life. This lady was texting him all day, every day from different emails and phone numbers. Look, Brother Girl. Ash is a gentleman. But once safety gets compromised and once all, you know, you start ripping clothes and all of that stuff. Yeah, nah, you, we got to take care of this. Yeah. So, now we're going to talk about the investigation. So, enter the law enforcement. Detective, excuse me, Detective Chris Legro says at this point that they have an arrest warrant, but they can't find, like, any conclusive evidence that... They can't um, physically find yeah, her. They can't, Nobody they can't, has seen Carrie. They can't find Carrie, and they can't find anything that's, like, saying she's definitely doing this besides these ominous text messages. So, uh, the breaking, like, the big breaking point occurs when Carrie... Let, sets Liz's house on fire and texts, I hope the whore and her kids die in it. Red flag, red flag. Huge red sure. flag. Listen, it's one thing to be crazy and to have this type of crazy love, trying, whatever you want to call this, but once you threaten somebody's kids, yeah. you now enter into a whole new level of crazy. Um, For sure. So Liz and her kids were unharmed, of course, but... Her pets died. Yeah, that was strange because we That's know. That's fucked up. Yeah, we know that she was like an animal lover. So like, how how did you get out of the house and not your pets and why, like you're you're unscathed? Why did Sparky have to go? I don't even know if the, if the dog name was Sparky, but that's to me. I'm like that's fucked up. No, at the end of the day, like. A life was lives were lost, and all of this again. I just can't believe was over this dude, Dave. Yeah. So detective records his interview with Liz at the scene of the fire. Right. Y'all, um, I love when they have like a nine one one call or like audio recording on a documentary because you can really hear when somebody's lying in their voice. I'm not gonna lie. Like she did a good job. Um, up to this point, she was doing a good job in like you know, not really making it seem like she was like a victim. She yeah. felt like the victim and she, she sounded like it. 
Um, so all she seems to care about though is her pets in the conversation, <laughs> yeah. which is like a red flag. Like yeah. I get it that you just lost your pets, but like there's a whole lot else at stake, and she just didn't seem like as like I don't know manic or like you know. I, I would say as a viewer, this from this point up until this point, I believed like damn maybe Carrie really is just crazy and Liz is a victim, but then. I don't know, something about the police recording when she was just like, yeah, I'm good. I, what, I know my pets died, but I'm good. What did it for me, and I said this during the documentary, was when she said, I want your uh, kids to die in a fire. When somebody, I told you I was a detective in my past life. When somebody tries to set somebody on fire in the house, they usually do it from the outside. And this is why I like the, the reenactments. They show the person setting the fire from the inside. So I'm like, that doesn't, you're doing that and you're leaving. So True. if you truly wanted the people inside to die, you would have made sure it. that they were home and then did it from the outside. Right. So that's when I, my ears really went up once I once she said that. So uh, finally, Liz moves and she doesn't tell Dave where. So this kind of messed me up. So this made them feel. This made him feel lonely, especially now that Carrie's out the picture. Nobody has seen or heard from her for a while. Um, and Dave moves too. Changes his phone and he gets a new job. I guess that's a good thing about being a mechanic. Yeah, he so just, I know, would say, like, I thought maybe the dust was settled, you know? Yeah, and Carrie's it was for gone, a while. Liz is gone. Maybe your life can just go back to normal. So, low key, life was back to normal. Um, and this is where the online dating gets scary. One year later in Potawatomi, we t- it took a long time for us <laughs> to get this right. Long, uh, a year later in Potawatomi County, uh, the sheriff's office in Iowa heard the Omaha Police Department was looking for Carrie and they pick up the investigation. Yeah. So meanwhile, Carrie has given her mother the story that she got a new job and moved to Kansas. So I guess Nancy still was hearing from Carrie yeah. and that's the story she told. Red so, flag because definitely why would you flag. just move to Kansas and leave your son? <laughs> So, detectives finally learn from Carrie's mom that Carrie is bipolar, like I mentioned and, earlier. And not a red flag that she's bipolar, but a red flag. Why didn't you tell the police that the first moment you said she's missing? Because they were they would take that information and like look for tendencies of somebody that's bipolar and then say, oh, what's the worst thing a bipolar person has done because of their condition? And I'm sure there's going to be a bunch of serial killers and shit that comes up. So she probably didn't say that because she didn't want to yeah, incriminate her daughter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they finally learned that she's bipolar and that, you know, she had been off her meds. They found, like, a bunch of her meds stashed under her bed. So now it's like, oh, maybe she really went off the edge and that's what happened. So That's what I believed as a viewer. I told Brother yeah. Ash, like, okay, maybe she really did just have a manic episode. Like a mental health crisis situation and, like, all her belongings were still at the house. So they like, oh, she really just went uh, off the edge. That's the weird part, though. If you... Telling your mom that you moved to Kansas while all your clothes still yeah. at your house. So that and so like now like we're starting to see like something about well I always thought this but detectives are like really starting to scratch their heads now because they're like we can't figure this out like the math not um, mathing. So like I said earlier, Dave still hadn't learned his lesson. <laughs> Red flag. <laughs> Red, Red flag. flag. If you just went through all this, why are you gonna go back on Plenty of Fish? The boy ends up back on Plenty of Fish and he got stood up on a date. Right, so he's waiting for this girl. To, the 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 waiter comes over like, "Yo, bro, you you, you good?" Right. He like, That's "Nah, I'm waiting. waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting." So he got stood up on a date, and Carrie texted him from his date's 
phone. Lord, I almost passed out. Red, Red flag. fucking flag. It's been a whole plane. year, and now Carrie texts you from this random other girl, not Liz, not Carrie, not involved in the triangle at all, and now you hear from her from this other girl's phone? So, he Mm-mm. fucked up. Because now he's like, fuck, I let Carrie back into my yeah. life. And you did that. because you, That's your fault. I'm like, if this woman went to the extent to burn somebody's house down, you don't think that she's waiting for you to get back on the dating app? <laughs> and like, you're not moving like clear. It'd be different if he was like, yo, I moved to he Hawaii. He his name. I'm moving to New Jersey. Like, he's moving like within the same, yeah. you know, region kind of. I feel like the Midwest is a lot more spread apart. So I'm not, you know, sure how... That pans out logistically, but like I know in the dating apps, they usually do like within like five miles, ten miles, whatever, whatever. So he did not. Learn. Carrie found his ass, and now he's like, <laughs> "Fuck, back to this shit." So Dave's baby mom, Amy, became Carrie's next target, and that's a red flag because. I'm curious, why wouldn't she go after her first? Why are you over here going after Liz and everybody else? It seems like the baby mom and the kids are most important. Because I'm guessing at this point, since Dave was making it a point to get on the dating profiles, that he's, you know, his eyes were set on, you know, Liz and Carrie. Yeah, so he wasn't really focused on a relationship so with her. So she yeah. dubbed the next date by being crazy and, and hacking who whatever she had to hack right. to make that profile and said, oh, if it's any other woman that could come in between us... It's going to be his baby mom. Yeah. Um, so Dave's dad buys him a pistol and he keeps it in the closet. Why, is that, a, why is that a red flag? You should have had a pistol a long time ago, bro. You should have You should have been got yeah, the pistol. Yeah, as soon like, as somebody started texting me crazy, I would have got strapped up as well. Yeah. God rest my father's soul, but if he would have bought me a pistol in a situation like this, it would have been the extra pistol. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I probably would have had a little bit more than that, like especially once the fire got involved. So yeah. um, she made a threat on their kids as well. I don't know if yeah. I mentioned that. So that's that's a huge red flag. Uh, yeah, red again, flag. you can't... Kid, the kids, it's like... I was going to say, don't don't you have any you know morals or anything, but clearly not no, if you're setting people's no. house on fire. And, and once you threaten kids too, you truly are the scum of the earth. Yeah. Um, so... Carrie hasn't been physically seen in two years, y'all. Wow. So at this point, you know, it's like almost like, you know, her mom is thinking that, you know, she's she's probably not here no more. Yeah. But she's still getting text messages. So it's kind of like, I can't imagine what her mom was going through. That weird dream. You guys ever hear people say like, I had a dream. Yeah. Nancy, Carrie's mom, had a dream that her deceased husband said, Carrie's with me now. And so that would let me know, wow, my baby is dead. That, so, now, if that don't give you spooks, then... Yeah, that was creepy. Yeah, so Special Deputy Tanya Kava worked for the IT department... Excuse me, Tony Kava worked for the IT department. Now... <laughs> Why this, are you putting a red this flag? This is a red flag for me. <laughs> because all of this shit, this started in 2012. We got shit by 2012. This ain't the 80s before DNA yeah, testing and shit. Like, true. So I know, you know, different municipalities have access to resources. This wasn't a federal case or nothing. This was a small sheriff's office. Yeah. I think they said the IT guy also doubled as a deputy. So I would have <laughs> been got the IT guy involved because right. it seems like once they got him involved, like a lot of shit just started making sense. Yeah. So should have did that earlier. That was, yeah, that was a red flag for me because I'm like, y'all should have been did that. So um, they volunteered as he volunteered as a deputy deputy, and he started combing through all of the digital evidence in the case. There's a lot. There's emails, text messages. Well, it starts the the crime scene. I guess the investigation has to start on a dating website. Yeah. You got to comb through those messages. That's the first interactions between these people. So 
Uh, Tony was having trouble finding an IP address for Carrie, so he built an algorithm to help find patterns in all the data. This guy was so smart. This guy, let's give him his kudos Yo, because he basically solved the case. I think she asked Christina. Miss, excuse me, Miss Chris D asked me a question because he ratted off the IP address once he was like, "Oh, and the IP address was like one five six whatever whatever." How do you remember? And that? she was like, "How could he?" Re-? I'm like, "Babe, he literally built an algorithm." <laughs> yeah. Like, he invented something yeah. to find or to get to the bottom of what was going on. I'm pretty sure he's a genius. Yeah. So... <laughs> and he did identify himself as neurodivergent, so that's awesome to see. So, yeah, people are gifted. You know, just because you're neurodivergent doesn't mean you can't do amazing things. And he is living proof of that. Right. So, finally, Special Deputy Kava finds an IP address... Um, and it leads to Todd Butterball's house in Iowa. So we're like, now wait a second, who was Todd? Here's the plot twist. He worked for the county and Special Deputy Kava. So he was, the Todd guy worked for Tony. That's why I was like, damn, this was an inside job. This is weird. So now I'm like, what the fuck is going yeah. on, right? So, and Tony was actually his boss. It turns out that Todd was Liz's on and off Girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, red flag for an extended period red of time. Flag. Red flag. So on that. we trace the IP address. It goes to this guy's house. He says, "I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe ask my girlfriend, Liz." Mm. Ding, ding, ding. So, in case y'all didn't put the pieces together, Liz was behind it all along. She did that shit, and I knew it. I, I knew it. I knew but, it. But they did. It. They did change my mind a little bit when they threw out the bipolar situation, because mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Would I normally be texting a guy I only knew for two weeks like this? No. But if I was having a mental health crisis, maybe. So to kind of twist the story and for it all to come back to Liz. Ooh, I was so mad, y'all. So Dave, of course, when he found out, he cried and cried. He just couldn't believe it. And he said that he knew in his heart that Carrie was probably gone then if it was Liz behind it. And so Liz was the prime suspect for Carrie's disappearance. And, you know, the the evidence started to trickle in after that. Carrie's vehicle was finally recovered and processed in January of 2013. And Liz left a fingerprint in the damn car. You dumbass. (laughs) Idiot. Red flag right there for Liz. Because if you're going to try to hurt somebody, wipe off the damn fingerprints. I'm not trying to tell you how to do it, but... Wear some gloves. Yeah. So then the cops are like, okay... We still don't have proof that this is her behind the emails. We still don't have a body. So they put a tracker on Liz's car. Let's see what she's up to. Turns out she's been circling around baby mama Amy's house. Red flag. Asshole. Now, if you already... And that's the thing. Maybe she didn't know that the cops were on to her yet. But if you already got away with all this other stuff, maybe you should just stop stalking Amy. Maybe you should just stop stalking Dave, get you a fucking life, and leave these people alone. And I think that's what she did after she burned her own fucking house down. You burned your house and moved away. I think she moved, it was kind of like a perfect situation, like, of course I'm going to move because now things are getting crazy with this guy and his ex-lover. But it also gives you a fresh opportunity as the perpetrator to do it, like, oh, now I can just relocate and live in with my other boyfriend. Because the guy said, oh yeah, she started coming around more after her house got burned. <laughs> yeah, I bet she did. I was like, man, I should have been on this case, yo. Yeah. <laughs> so on December 15th, 2015, Dave gets home around 8.30 or 9 p.m. and his gun is gone. Red flag. Red flag. Brother Ash was like, well, why was it in the closet anyway? Put it in the safe, bro. <laughs> and guess what? There's a 911 call from Liz saying she's been shot by a female in the leg at Big Lake Park. 
So, once Liz recovers, red flag. Red flag. Red flag. Who names a park Big Lake? What? That's the red flag? I thought yes. she was red flagging her shooting herself. Well, yeah, but like, she's crazy, so I don't put nothing yeah. past her. Big Lake Park. All like, right. I'm sorry. It, we're in Nebraska, babe. <laughs> so, you know, the cops are like, let's give Liz some time to recover, and then we're going to get that ass. Once she's recovered, she's interviewed by the sheriff's office, and nobody's really suspecting Amy. She's claiming, oh, Amy shot me in the leg at the mm-hmm. park. You're not going to pin this one on her. Nobody's suspecting Amy. Everyone is suspecting that Liz shot herself. And so she seemed like she was trying to also blame Amy for Carrie's disappearance. She's like, oh, yeah, while I'm here, I also think that she has something to do with that. They're like, we're not listening to anything you have to say. But again, we still don't have any evidence. This is why I can't stand the justice system sometimes because... It's not enough just to say you have a gut feeling. Like, you have to have evidence against this person. So Liz thought that she was smarter than the sheriffs. That's a red flag. You you can't beat the police, honey. You can't beat the police. She decided to forward them emails from, quote, Amy. Unless you're O.J. Simpson. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we was just talking about O.J. the other day. (laughs) So she forwarded these emails from Amy, which everybody knew it was just her writing herself, which now that we know it's you, like, you just look delusional. Mm -hmm. And so they needed a little bit more evidence, though, on what happened to Carrie. So they, they didn't have any evidence to convict Amy. Amy's not a suspect. But the cops were like, look, this is getting out of hand, Dave. And if I was you, I would move in with my baby mom and my kids, just like you said. Mm -hmm. So that's what he did. He moved in to protect his family. Well, Liz just can't handle that. Liz calls the detectives crying. Well, how come Amy gets to shoot me and get away with it and move in with Dave? Red flag. Red flag. You're over here. Your house done burned down. You done got shot. All this stuff. Are you worried about, still worried about Amy getting to live with Dave? Yeah. You worried about the wrong At this point, this man should have called so much drama and, and, and trauma in your life yeah. that you shouldn't care who he's living exactly. with. Even if it is a psycho bitch that killed you. So that's what really let me know like, oh, she really did this shit because that's all she cares about at the end of the day. And so they said, we still need some more details on Carrie. If you give us what we want, then maybe we'll lock up Amy. They were trying to throw her a bone. Yeah. You know, see they started they running game on her dumb ass. Yeah, she was really dumb as fuck. <laughs> she fell for the shit. Like. <laughs> so Liz decides to forward some more fake emails from quote, Amy. And this one really detailed Carrie's death, unfortunately. Details about her getting stabbed and everything. So with that, they say, let's search the car. They put the black light on the car. They didn't find any traces of blood with the black light. They say, let's look a little deeper. They pull up the leather seats and they see a big blood stain underneath the leather seats. So now there is our blood proof evidence, plus these emails, which we know are not from Amy. We tracked them back to Liz's IP address. So that's really all they got to go off of. That's what they take to court for real. And so Liz is arrested, and of course she denies like hell. Deny, deny, deny. It's not me. I didn't do, I don't know what you're talking about. A liar. L- listen, they said... We tracked the IP address. We know it was you sending the emails. Well, I didn't send any emails. I don't don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) She was crazy. (laughs) Because I told y'all I had the police footage. That was hilarious to watch. And so uh, prosecutor chief deputy Brenda Beadle, she was was the one who had to try the case. And she said, it's really hard to prove murder with no body. I don't even know if they ever recovered Carrie's body. No, they they didn't. I don't think they said that in the Mm. documentary. So the sheriff's office 
works 16 to 16 hour days, you know, they're trying to solve this case. It really takes a toll on them. In fact, the IT guy that we told you guys about earlier, he said that he found out he had a brain tumor, but he did not get surgery because he wanted to finish this case out. So they were really dedicated. And that's what I love to see police who are actually doing their job and doing good work trying to solve this thing. And so the case is cracked when Dave finds an old tablet in his storage unit with a micro SD card. At first glance, the IT guy says, this card has nothing on it, the card is wiped. But we told you this man is a super genius. He did his little computer shit, dug deeper, and he found thousands of images that were like unseen on the SD card. Or that had been deleted. They were deleted, yeah. Apparently you can, if you have the, you know, if you have the know-how and the technology, you can go on a hard drive or something and say, let me see the stuff that got deleted off of this. Yeah. Which is crazy. And so one of those photos finally gave them the proof that they needed. It was a, a picture of Carrie's foot. Her mm. mother identified her tattoo on her foot. And they presumed that she was dead in the photo because the, the foot had some uh, veining, some blood pooling that only occurs when you're dead. Mm. So that is really what solved the case. And Nancy, you know, she said that the family didn't even know that Carrie was stabbed or anything like that until the trial, until they heard it in the courtroom. Wow. So finally, the judge ruled that Carrie did not disappear. She was murdered by Liz in Nebraska. That is what the judge declared. And Liz was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Amen to that. That's exactly what she deserves. You went from somebody's lover to stalker to killer. And, um, you know, this really, you know, this whole case and the trial and her sentencing really actually helped restore Carrie's reputation in the community. Because like we said, she was a local woman. And so now you got all these rumors swirling around. Oh, she's bipolar. She left her son. She's going crazy over this dude. Whole time it was Liz. So they did clear Carrie's name. And I love how they kind of humanized her. Because throughout the documentary, you're thinking Carrie's the crazy one. But by the end, they humanized her. They showed some home videos of her. She really was just a happy-go-lucky woman who had a family who loved her and she got wrapped up dating the wrong guy. Yeah. It's so sad. Yo, so I, don't, yeah. I had my third eye open and for some reason, like I just, as soon as I seen the picture, <laughs> so now, Red that, flag. Yeah, now that we're getting, <laughs> now Red that we're getting flag. to like the end of the episode, um, we're going to do our watching words and all of that. But there was a picture that I seen when he first brought her up on the documentary when they, you know, came across each other. And I was like, it's something about the way she looking at that camera. She had I this knew, crazy yeah, ass. I knew that Liz was off. So uh, let's do the Watchy Awards. Yes. Miss Chris D, you want to start off with yours? I definitely want to give my Watchy Award to the IT guy, Deputy Tony Kava. I mean, I just feel like this wouldn't have been solved without him, to yeah. be honest. Um, and like you said, we have the technology, but we just need more people who know how to use it and more people who are dedicated to putting the time in. Because for you to skip your own brain tumor surgery to solve a case, like, that was dedication. And that really put that family at ease. So shout out to him. Yeah, that was dope. Um, I'm definitely grateful for him for being able to do put all that together. Yeah. My Watchy Award is going to go to the pets. <laughs> like, I love, pets. I love dogs. Um, they and, didn't have to die. Yeah, I don't know if she had cats, dogs, hamsters, whatever, but, like, for you to like willingly set your house ablaze and know that your pets are inside. That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. Like, yeah. So my watchy award goes to the pets. They didn't disclose their names, but let's just call them Sparky and Rex. 
<laughs> R.I.P. to Sparky and Rex. R.I.P. to the um, So a poll reminder for all of our Spotify listeners. And thank you all for just engaging with us on yes. all the platforms and commenting on the YouTube videos and on TikTok. Uh, but for those of you that listen on Spotify, what would have tipped you off about Liz? Me was, it was the picture. The, immediately her <laughs> profile picture, Josh was like, nope. Nope. Like, <laughs> as soon as I seen the picture, I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen, but that bitch has something to do with it. For so. me, it was as soon as uh, Dave got the first barrage of angry text messages, I'm like, that's not Carrie. Uh, Carrie yeah. wouldn't do that. Yeah, it was so out of character yeah. from what they, you know, explained about her. So that's what made me think is Liz. So. Yeah. So don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Yes. Uh, comment if you're watching on YouTube. We love to see you guys comment on our stuff. Uh, follow us on TikTok at watch.worthypod and Instagram at watchworthypod. Yes, at the time of this recording, we just got to 100 followers on Instagram. Whoa, 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 so whoa. get our followers up. And yeah, definitely connect with us. Let us know if you watched this one. This was a number one documentary on Netflix. So we want to hear your thoughts in the comments. Have you used Plenty of Fish? Are you still on that, John? If so... We're going to hope that you're safe. <laughs> Look, I just thank God that my cousin's wife, we love her. She's a part of the family, and I'm just glad she ain't one of these yeah. crazy people on Plenty of Fish. <laughs> Sheesh. Wow. All right. So that's a wrap. Peace, y'all. Peace.